Welcome to Five Blossom Radio with your host, Denise Richard. Five Blossom Empowerment is based on an unusual model for growth, combining elements of the arts, health, and spirituality. Now, here is Denise Richard. So welcoming you today to Five Blossom Radio, this is Denise Richard. Today we are going to look at the how the power of collective cultivates heart. Uh, this episode is going to engage the topic of community and how uh, we inspire change and how the collective power, the power of the heart, will cultivate the harmony. So I want to remind you that if you have any questions, you can email at fiveblossomgatherings at gmail.com or you can call us at one 346 9141 on Facebook, you can do Five Blossom Gatherings, or on Twitter, you can do Denise Richard, uh, or Fires of Compassion. LinkedIn would be Fires of Compassion, or Denise Richard. So welcoming you. Now, I'm going to do, as I do, a little recap. I just want to thread a few things together here. For the last two weeks, I've highlighted the issue of compassion. It's a very important topic. Uh, in my life, and it's first we we talked about the the telling of Snow White and working with the issues of poison, and how this uh, can destroy the essence of heart and the harmony of collective. We then spoke last week of compassion and the building or learning of a new way. This involved the opening to how compassion is taught, how compassion can be seen as a greater vehicle. So today we're going to take a, another step forward and look at a bigger issue, or a, big, a very big issue, of how community holds and how community holds compassion, how community grows. And today's talk, we're going to look at how the field of community changes and what inspires change. So I'm assuming here that we all have experiences in community because we have to socialize, we have to grow up in some way with family, go to school, and we have a community in some way engaged uh, at growing us, teaching us. So I, I know from experience that if the community is good, then I feel happy, I feel safe, and I feel I feel a, a good glow, a, a sense of harmony. I, I have had some very important experiences that have stabilized me, that have helped me grow as a, as a human being. I recall 30 years ago as a young mom, uh, inspiring and growing a family collective. That's a very, very powerful thing to do. We shared the care of our kids and it was very, very well organized. Uh, we we actually held a really big heart in the community and there was a, an incredible sense of, of value and a standard of care that we brought to our community. We had a lot of fun. We had insane fun sometimes. Uh, we created the most wonderful events and uh, we we knew a sense of goodness together and how the work of a good collective was natural 
We didn't fight. I just remember harmony. We held a clear understanding and never harmed each other. That kind of experience, if you can imagine when you have that kind of glow over a decade, it touches you and it holds you. It it feeds you. So that kind of experience help me grow other kinds of experience. So I actually take a little bit of a, okay, I'm going to take a step for, I'm going to dare to learn a little bit more because I was inspired. I felt safe. So today, uh, knowing that the experience like that, that holds you deep in the heart, uh, will move us sensitively to grow and inspire the recreation of that kind of event because it's so good. You want more. Uh, We need to gather we need each other, we need to share, and we need to care. So if each stage of our life, of a life cycle, moves us towards these same, these same needs, then the purpose of the collective or of the community is to help us, to inspire us, to hold us towards this sense of unity and heart. Now that's pretty ideal, isn't it? But it's not. It's what we look for. So, I mean, during the time long ago as a young mother, uh, we looked at educational systems, models for our kids. We wanted to look at how we could look for collective power in an educational system that could inspire a, a way of agreement, a social agreement, and feed the basic needs for freedom and feed the basic needs for care and holding. You know how children have such a wonderful way of bringing us together. And parents, we gather simply because we have to show up. (laughs) We we just follow, follow the process. And the needs of the parents and the children inspire the gathering in the community. And that's where it all began for me. I have another memory I'd like to share. And this speaks to the foundation of collective care. Uh, I want you to take a moment and, and relax the mind and just imagine, you see, you know, a park. You know, we have parks in order to gather, in order to, you know, bring our kids with our stroller, or, you know, just walking sensitively. And I, I, I've enjoyed that at different times in my life. If there was a nice park nearby, I'd make sure I visited to see who was there gathering. So if you imagine a, a beautiful park uh, with a nice open space, And imagine a sunny day, early morning, fresh air, crisp, you know, that clean air feeling. And imagine a group of people, all ages. Let's say there's about maybe 30, 30 people, 30 adults with kids all around. If you can imagine they're standing quietly for a moment. And I've done this. I've walked through the park and I've all of a sudden seen a group of of people stand there quietly you think, okay, something's going to happen. And there you see, it's like a wave. It's like an ocean wave. All begin to move gently and quietly. It's a field. And you can see that they're quiet, they're peaceful, they're dropping in together, they're listening. And they do that for 15, 20 minutes. You watch them, there's a basic rhythm, there's a breath to it all. And that, to me, was a very, very big beginning because that's the kind of gathering that taught that if we learn to listen, 
if we learn to feel without judgment and just drop into that bigger sense of I'm a we, right now I'm a we, there's something very deep inside that soothes and and proclaims a, a grounding that is very, it can only happen through experience. So that was an experience with Tai Chi and it was also an experience with Qigong. What I described is a way of engaging and learning how to listen, how to learn how to create community. So these memories I just gave you about the, you know, the family collective and the Tai Chi collective, it it came to me uh, when I was considering, how do I feel about community? If I'm going to talk about this, where would I like to start? And I thought, these are perhaps the most sensitive, delicate, powerful, and pleasurable experiences that I remember holding and how uh, the type of need we have for connection in community uh, shifts as we age. So as a question, what happens through our life cycle, through your, you know, the different stages of growth as you age? What happens as we age? uh, As the change we go through looks you know, it's like it, it's kind of a feeder. It's kind of a sensor. It's we're looking for understanding and a place for community, for community care. Really, how does this affect the way we gather? How does this affect us? So we experience with experience. We come to see. We come to know whether we have that caring gene. Because to be in a community, you have to care. You have to have that heart pulse that brings you together on some level. So that inspires us. We come to know whether we can learn the skill of caring also through that. We come, we look to see who we can link with and share the bigger load as we move forward of holding the foundation for that care. Some people take the lead, some people not, but... There's a relationship regardless. Community has many needs, as there are many different types of community. But they're like a a branch of a tree, isn't it? Each, Each community is like a branch. And the trunk would be what that ancient power, the essence of what's given. Where does that come from? It's beyond us. And what sustains the grounding for that beautiful creative so if the process of a cycle of your life engages losses and gains who claims the well-being if it's only a few we need to look again but if it's a group well we need to think a little further if it's all question is, do we have community? So I'm, I'm going to tell a little story that I think is a really humdinger because this, this is a tr- story that actually wove through my life. And uh, it was, it's a story, of a, it's a book. It's a book was, that was given to me long ago. A friend said to me, here, here's a book. I, I think you might like it. And uh, pass it along. It's one of those that, you know, I think others might want to read. 
So I, I took this, it wasn't a very big book. I took the book and it's a simple little story, but it's a powerful story about community. And it starts with a, a stranger that comes into a small community and sets up a reason for things to change. It's a very strange little way. It starts off by nobody knows who this person is or where this person comes from. It's a man in the character is a man. And the main characters are introduced, but only a few. There's only a few characters. And the story is told through the view of those who are involved in the decision-making. So in that, there's one older person in the community who doesn't show any interest in the journey that's going to take place. And you don't really know much about that either. This person remains detached. So it's like an observer, like an outsider. And this could be the one. This would be the one who didn't get involved. So the story goes quietly as a moving picture. So imagine the very slow moving events. The community slowly moves into a conflict. And with time, you can see it slowly getting deeper and deeper into conflict. So it starts off, it's pretty harmonious. There aren't, it's a sleepy town kind of thing. And then it goes into worse and worse and worse. So the old person which witnesses this without comment. You could see the, 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 just the, the presence of somebody, okay, watching this. So issues develop and destroy. And what do they destroy? They destroy the harmony. What does it destroy? It destroys the voice for all. The voice is challenged because nobody has enough knowledge of what is really happening. And nor do they have any confidence. It's like there's a real deep feeling of insecurity. We don't know what to do. We don't know really what's happening. And this is the challenge. So in the beginning of the story, the old character, the one who's, you know, off on the side, who isn't involved, doesn't seem to be really well liked either. You don't really know much about that. So there might be a little history here. This person is perceived as unavailable, as I mentioned. But in the process of the story, uh, even though they watch, they, they painfully, um, it, it, you can see that she's picking, up, she's picking up the threads of what's going on in the story, and you can see that she's not liking it. So the story is nicely told, where she's not being harmed by the events, but she's you know, touched by the pain of the events. So through the unfolding... The old person becomes actually engaged suddenly and becomes a support and the changer. So through the relationship, this person, this old person creates a relationship with one person in the community of the characters and becomes a mentor and initiates conversation, initiates discussion, initiates all kinds of thought offers wisdom, offers heart. And there you can see the grounding coming back. And the old person, this person, you know, the, the, becomes an agent for the transformation of the community. And as this happens, you see through the way that she engages that she actually has a history for care. She has real compassion. And, the, the, and she's sharing 
in such a way where people start to find their grounding, find their connection. It's like the web starts moving back into place. And the result is the community heals again. So you go through a process where a community gets basically bummed and comes right back into itself. So you see that the energetics of community are really powerful. And how, like any relationship, we go, we sink out and we can sink in. So here I had, like, when I was reading this book long ago, it came, it flashed in. I thought, oh, yeah, that was a really strong story because it gave, it gave, it was very scary, but it also gave hope that things could change, things could harmonize again. So in this particular story, I was asking myself, well, what, what was the real issue as I remembered it? Um, and what was the pain? And what was the solution? Because if you look at these three, then could we not, you know, find our way through challenges like that? So in this, in, in, in what's the issue? Well, it, it wasn't clear because the stranger that came in uh, has this presence and brings conflict on many levels. Uh, is the presence supportive or not? We don't really know, but though the stranger doesn't outwardly act unkind, there's trauma that unfolds through him. And the community's in distress. And in trying to figure it out, it gives power to those who shouldn't or aren't allowed to have power. Like there's some strange things that start happening. And then you see that Though it's just a story, the stranger can be felt. You know that there's something important here. And the person, the old person who's on the edge watching it, knows. So that's set up as the, the issue is the, is the foundation of there's a, cha- there's a challenge and there's one person witnessing. So what's the pain? Well, slowly the story unfolds as those who are really vulnerable recognize the need for care. The challenges unfold without resolution. That's when the chaos really starts hitting. So the situation leaves a little bit of pain there, and it keeps going on and on. What's the solution? She comes in and she teaches communication, contact, healing. Nothing we haven't heard before, but in the way that it's told, you can see how much pain we go through in trying to reclaim the basics here. So how does this level of work happen in a community? So here, I see so many ways that our communities are set up for this not to happen. We have taken so many precautions over decades to support community to stay grounded and to stay well. This has been, you know, like centuries of work here and to make our our communities capable of basic care. So what does the old person you know, the, who ends up bringing that, that good, good energy, that good consciousness back into the community. Do she, she doesn't involve herself in other people's conflict or dispute. She witnesses, she pays attention, she waits, she takes care. 
She doesn't have the same issue in community as others have. She has to take it alone for whatever reason. She's insightful. She's a good communicator. She's a mentor. And she's a liaison. She only has one person she's connected to, but that changes everything. Because she isn't in the, in the pain or in the process, she's able to remain clear and grounded and supported. She isn't taken. She's outright. But she isn't harmed. She knows herself. And she becomes an integral part of the healing. So the resolution in the end, well, the stranger ends up leaving the community. He's seen as the one who creates the challenges because he is the intrusion. You don't really get understand that at first. The community ha- has to grow a voice. And they grow a voice because that one person knew that this was unstabling everything. So community work is generally guarded. Those who support are well known. And change will come through those who stand. So how does this happen when the situation is not obvious? It's pretty pretty conflicting, pretty scary. I'm going to take a little bit of a breather here and I want to consider that living in a in a very beautiful place where there's where it's green it's easy to to consider how uh, let's take for an example an apple grove so if you imagine an apple grove what do you see an orchard of trees living breathing together i saw an image of 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 an apple grove and the roots that would come or that would develop and I'm told that the roots go very, very deep. And these little roots intertwine like a family. They feed each other. They hold each other. They connect to each other. And they, they can only do this. They can only grow. The orchard can only grow as a collective, really. It's, 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 it's a phenomenon, really. So some years, we note that the fruit will be amazing. Super sweet, tart, crisp. You know, it's somehow the conditions are come together and they affect everything. They affect all the changes. Sometimes the circumstances shift and the fruit isn't so appealing. For some reason, it didn't quite do it. And that these circumstances, are they beyond us? Sometimes not. So... When I think of that orchard, the most precious time is the blooming of the grove. It's a very, it's a splendid moment. Blossoms are very special, very special, very precious. Means that something fruitful is coming. Well, when the community can't see the grove, feel the grove, can't perceive the tree, then we don't have a we. You can't feel yourself, you can't feel each other, you can't feel a groove, you can't feel a grove. So when the issue comes up around health in a community, when it's opened up, it means that if one tree goes, everybody is affected. 
And though we know this, we're all involved in some way. We all have a way of identifying around that. And we all need to know what the community is going to stand for when that happens. And then what the, and what the community can, isn't taken account of. So in the story, the old person has an identity and holds it. Holds it in care, consideration, respect. And only gives it to those who can care. And that's how she makes her way in. She isn't involved in the beginning. And has the job of showing up when it's clear. I think, you know, it's, it's just wisdom. It's not my time. It's not, you know, it's not important right now. So as she has that identity, she's careful. So how does community grow in a challenging system or in its challenging situation? When systems change, the people get tough or get good. So the work of the unknown isn't common. Here are my comments. I have some thoughts here. Before we go to break, we have about three minutes. And service. I think a lot about it because service and care will offer a way of opening issues and caring. It helps to understand what's seen. And in awareness, we can then only know what has been experienced and what new experiences need need to come in. A new experience can be really hard in a community. And when we take a leap into the unknown, we need a way of grounding. We need a way of holding, staying clear, having heart. We need to make agreements about the nature of the outcome. Otherwise, we're going to suffer. So, a few more thoughts before we go to break. Uh, to support the collective and its boundaries requires serious, serious thought. Requires that we put the mandate, like right, right on the table. The collective voice is an issue, and the issue of care, really, and how this is held for all is perhaps the, the biggest concern. The gains of the community highlight the collective power and indicate, is it an efficient, are we efficient? And indicate how needs need to be met. If a community isn't able to do that, hold, reflect, then I, I, I sense, I feel that the community isn't healthy. So when things get a little tight, we need to lighten up, yeah. We need to play, yeah. We need to have a better time, yeah. But if we come back to the apple tree and consider the fruit and the making of what we want to make, so let's consider a pie. We want the healthy community. We want a good pie. What would help? What are the objectives? What are the ingredients? So we're going to take a break. And in a, in a minute or two, we will talk a bit more about that. It's- 
Elevate your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Five Blossom Gatherings is the website and program from Denise Richard. By visiting fiveblossomgatherings.com, you'll find out more about Denise's professional Tai Chi and Qigong services. Explore her website and view works of art and much more. You can book healing and counseling sessions with Denise. She works with clients who have health interests and concerns. Her programs include knowing your whole body, self-care for your health, and inspiring wholeness. Visit fiveblossomgatherings.com today. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to 5 Blossom Radio. Connect with the program today by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Five Blossom Gatherings at gmail.com. Now, back to Five Blossom Radio. So, welcoming you back to Five Blossom Radio, and we're talking here about apples, <laughs> an apple tree, and uh, the making of a good pie, actually. Thinking about how community, um, community growth is a little bit like that. You have to have certain ingredients. And you have to have a motivation to put these ingredients in in a certain way. And through, through with time, with age, we get better at it, hopefully. And uh, once we have that recipe and it's passed down, we can do something more with it. So it is something we can grow into. So in asking the question in regards to community, community health, uh, what's good? What's wholesome? What helps? So the principle of a healthy way of working. So in my last talk, I mentioned about energetics and energetic care and and how it's simple, really, and how we grow is through an open mind. You can't teach somebody whose mind is closed. If it's no, it's no. So an open mind, a clear heart, and a strong, healthy way of relating. And how do we take care of that tree so that the fruit of our work together gets appreciated. Uh, How do we make the pie? How do each of us involve ourselves? How do we relate? Um, And what, what, what affects the outcome? I see that it's actually by choice, isn't it? All that is by choice and by the way that we take our actions and, and those who are support. Who are the bakers? Who are the ones who have been through it and who teach it, hold it, grow it for us? It's very important. And what are the objectives? So what's the principal goal? And what are the needs? What are the needs that we need to speak to? What is the collective way? You know, what kind of, what, what kind of approach are we going to take? And, and what's the action? What is good? So I look at these questions, I look at these objectives, and if I break them down a bit, I would say that the goal would be to serve. Some people are takers. They go into community and they're only there to take. And that's a painful piece 
But it's true. Sometimes I can only receive. But if you have a heart and you care about the community, then in some way you're going to offer something that's going to inspire or that's just going to be like that little gift. It doesn't have to be big, but that gift of presence. So how do we do that? So as if you look at the story I told of the old person, she didn't misuse her knowledge. She didn't interfere. She kept an eye on things and supported when she could. As one of the, you know, makers of a good pie, uh, she's a key ingredient, wouldn't she? That without her, without her voice, there'd be no pie. If you ask, okay, what are the needs? What needs to be said when in the story... When the story gets really dirty, the issue and the issues get really challenging, um, the concern or the issue that needs to be spoken to is a lack of clarity and uh, the need for clarity and timing. When things are spoken in the story, the old woman takes the lead. And when she's asked and brings the community into view, when things get really messy, who stays still? Who stays grounded? Who stays clear? What needs to be said is that what are the objectives of community? That would be it. That would be a very big part of who can hold without engaging in violence or in, or in disruption or you know, making things uh, about themselves. Working for the greater good. So what are the ingredients to making a good pie here? I would say that part of it is that understanding how the collective way would be to know where the boundaries are and to hold for everybody. And that the way is visible through those who have the experience. In the story, the old woman is the agent for change. She's the one who resets the grounding for the collective, and she has the knowledge. So what is the payback for making this pie? Who's going to share in the pleasure and the purpose? Everybody. She brings back the group. So when health is of issue, she helps to reclaim the way, speaks, And the baking is good. Is it good enough? With collective energy, the heart will will be supported. The process is good for all. It'll grow. So here's another one. As I reclaim this, you know, kind of, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember when things don't go well and how painful it is to sit and listen. So I have a few understandings, a few experiences of, of ways of agreement, ways of working collectively that we know of. And some people go, oh, I can't do that again. Some people go, oh, I can do that again. That's my way. So we have diverse needs on how to approach. So understanding and making agreements is delicate and precious work. And I have a few stories that reflect some some. Hear some interesting stuff. When you're setting the power of a collective, 
you put your voice in. It's by choice. And you work, your work um, can take different approaches. So the process of working through either, let's say, consensus or, or through a democratic agreement are usually the two models that we're going to use. I remember once saying out loud to a group of people, who wants to create a collective on this, such and such? And all hands go up. So I hear it, I was like, wow, how wonderful, great. And it was so exciting. And it was, no, I was, I was naive, I was young, I was unaware, but boy, did we work. And what we did was we took, took the time, we set objectives, we set a format, and we chose consensus. And the power of that, of, ex- of the experience of working with that group was so powerful. And it, was, it, it felt really honest. It was probably the most honest, most brutally honest. It was very challenging because of the diverse views. On example, the experience of working through the consensus process was really a good way. On the one hand, it felt like, ouch. It's like sometimes it felt like sandpaper on my skin. It pushed all levels of boundary. The boundaries really engaged at times. And people had to be patient, so patient. It had to be so heart-centered to let it go, to give a voice for everybody. And when the work was done, when we got to where we wanted to go, the sense of pride, the sense of I truly understood what care meant. Now, I'm not sure everybody's gone that, that deep or that, you know, we can speak that way. Some people would say no. But when that happens, you go, wow, there's something really special about those little networks of little roots down there. That really is a beautiful place to know. When you see the grove of trees, it is real. You feel it when you're working consensus. But when the collective voice is hundreds or thousands, which I've done also, the care and patience needed allow for diversity, for the intensity and the craziness of needs, it challenges, challenges the holding. This would be better suited to democracy, yes. It takes a great many hearts and a lot of compassion to hold even this level, to hold all that together. So as communities are as diverse as they are people, how community holds and how community grows. This is what I'm looking to talk about. I'm thinking of sharing a little bit about my fascination here because I love the sense of health and community that I've received at times. The experience is so light and it's so healing. And how many of us have really had that good an experience? When it's good, it is gold. It isn't that common, I realize now, but it is doable. So it's a wonder how the practice of service gets taken into field of heart and doesn't establish the right relationship. That's a, that's a mystery, isn't it? 
I had the fortune of attending a well-known art school. And this was a unique experience, a gathering of like minds from all around the world. We were there for a good long time together, a good process. And each was working in their unique disciplines. So imagine how many, I mean, you're talking hundreds of creative. We were at the cutting edge working together, and it wasn't just for a couple of days. We were working on big projects over long periods of time. And we came together, and the sense of expression, because it is really, really insane when you have open minds, open hearts, and really excited about putting it together, going on at a high, high level speed. You have creative genius going on. So that experience was probably the most amazing experience of collective that I can speak to. The possibilities were really unlimited. It felt like we as a people can create anything we want with the right ingredients. We can do that. It was clean and it was valuable. It changed my view of life, of the world. So I come with an optimistic view that I feel we can. It's an I can. I'm a little engine. I can. It's one of those imprints that it, when it's really good experience, it'll always be there. You can't take it away. And when you add to these experiences, you go, okay, so what happens when things get really, really bad? How do we look at this? When I worked with that collective of artists, 100 strong, that was the seed for the blossom. Five Blossom Gatherings has five blossoms. One of the blossoms is creative empowerment. Because it was all disciplines, it wasn't just, you know, visual arts. It was a really big tell of how each of us learns differently, each of us expresses differently, and the creative empowerment process is crucial for a community to be able to grow. That, to me, was obvious. So the experience gave grounding. What this taught was an understanding of kind of a, a raw, raw not in the sense of painful raw, but raw in terms of raw material and how ideas were seeded at the ground and brought to fruit. And that took consciousness. That's all it is is Consciousness. That's what inspires community growth. So if growth is the need, what's the currency? This could be information. It could be creativity. I know that information can stimulate us. In other words, I read a book or I read an article or, you know, even Facebook sometimes, just a little blip can stimulate a lot of thought. And this is a really important part. It's an opening. It opens our mind. And then you think, well, that would be fun. How how can I bring that into my life? And then we look towards creation as an experience. So as mentioned, I see the experience of seeking as an impulse. It's like a part of us for growth. Seeking like-minded people, you know, Basics, 30 families, that's pretty good. 
Group of Tai Chi, that's pretty good. Creative Builders, that's pretty good. In so many ways, the work of community is important. It teaches a lot about the big us and the big we. I mentioned the consensus earlier and looking towards having a unified voice. This group really needed to work hard to form a community and it could only bring the way of work to fruition when all the voices were heard and everybody was willing to look respectively to each other as human beings. It was organic. It was, a, it was a general idea. It's not specific. It opens up and it grows. So the outcome was that in those in the community received that kind of care. That's a spiritual care. It's the right to exist and the right to be that suited them. We would feel and know we're successful. So, whew, talking about it, it's, it's, a, it's a strong topic and it's not an easy topic to talk about. I want to leave with a, you know, a sense of inspiration that I've shared something of importance, but also that the understanding of relationship to it is uh, something to consider. We, 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 we suffer because... Uh, we need to have our roots. We need to know where our roots are. We suffer because we need to have a voice. And we suffer because we need to reach out with our arms and hold each other. And we can't do that so well. So most look to growth and health and heart as a good thing. Those who need the heartfelt growth and who are not able to work with others due to orientation or due to whatever, suffer. So, I have another simple common example. You know when you go to your local workshop, and some people enjoy this, you know, I'm a professional workshopper, I like going to weekend workshops, or you can see this also demonstrated at a at a at a grocery store for that matter. But you can see how offering you know, the offerings are demonstrated and you think, Oh, I can use that. I need good health. Yet unfortunately the practice stays in the cupboard because your way of care doesn't have a grounding. It takes a great deal of energy and heart to support collective change. And the usual challenges are obvious, it's hard to mention, but speaking in terms of how we manage our lives and how we manage the work of a process that isn't usual, that needs highlighting. So when collective work is done, we see how the practice claims the way for some. As passions ignite and early hot in a process of change and the usual distractions get seen, the most common difficulties involve a hurt sense of self, a felt sense of pride, jealousy, hurt, interfere, and prevent community growth. In essence, these experiences mirror the work we do on all levels, and this collective work mirrors that 
which needs cleaning. So what inspires, transpires. If the working group aren't to our liking, what will happen? We look to coalesce and form another. It's uh, actually quite common. So the movement is natural. And as the consciousness of the people is the power for change, the people are not just characters. They're living power for a bigger picture. So it comes down to you have to humanize it. Moving away from the collective voice is a way of working. But a group may be what we want. But how we need to relate, if we can't coexist, we suffer. There's a way of determining. And there's a way determined. As the ground, as we work together. And when the working is engaging, it's saying that the work is real and of presence and of importance. I also worked in a collective of health practitioners. Each had a specialty. And when the field of that collective worked together towards health and service, it was really uh, like, again, one of those touching experiences. It isn't common, but when you feel it, you feel it, you feel you, you feel the harmony. And the work was offered. The way was, you know, chosen. We chose to work consensus, believe it or not. Not much to disagree about. We all knew what we wanted. We all held it. And the challenge was to keep the group inspired to work to work together. Training was offered, and the private work was also available. So it's like a, you know the the new green movement of you create a field of support, and this support this supported the concerns for growth for the collective. It was set up in a system for all to enjoy. What a beautiful thing! What an amazing thing! And as is usual of, of a new system, in the beginning, the growth was strong and obvious, and we could all see the changes, and we could feel the difference, and be wowed by the experience of it. And as is also usual, when the experience becomes integrated, well, the, new, the newness wears off, and we end up, you know, not seeing so well. So the growth is less obvious and the need for change is not so present. So this experience allowed for the field of the collective to grow quickly because we had all that support. And the challenge of stabilizing when the growth wasn't so visible was of issue. So some don't have the need for personal growth. So others gallop towards the finishing line looking for that golden lining because they love to grow. And others pull it back. Loving the process of change? No, not so much. <laughs> so each person moved on a sensitive time that, that isn't ours to know. It's personal. So what this experience taught, that growth isn't something we can predetermine or always see. When the engagement in change isn't you know, obvious, this reflects how we can have situations develop 
and not have a clue how they can come together. So I have a lot more to speak about here, but we're going to be closing off in a little bit. And I'm going to just speak a little bit about how uh, the principles of gathering uh, taught uh, through the ways that I described are actually ancient ways. And sometimes they're perceived as unusual, but no, it's basic stuff. It's care. And that if we teach respect for the personal experience and the way of communicating, that involves conscious, very clear thought. We can then make sense of a bigger voice. That's just a personal piece here. The work of gathering without these basics is going to enhance the field with personal need. So when the work is set to open up the heart, well... The issue of gathering becomes of care and consideration, doesn't it? In practice, if all unfolds in a good way and the power is held for heart and land and people, I think that's pretty clear. That's you know, it's ideal, but it's it's doable. I have I believe it's doable. Here I have a recurring image I just shared with you, but so that same image of hundreds gathered silently, quietly, consciously listening, a way of respect, a way of consensus, keeping the, keeping the goodness. This is an image it's still imprinted, and I hope that the value is not lost. So I want to thank you for listening. I'm going to close here today, uh, having really enjoyed speaking about this. I would like to offer that if you would like service in this, if you'd like to um, speak, email fiveblossomgatherings at gmail.com. Also, I have counseling services at lightofcompassion.ca. And also letting you know that the voice I send to you, I give to you, I offer to you, is in care. Thank you for joining us this week for Five Blossom Radio with Denise Richard. Please tune into our next program. We're live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, may you have a harmonious week.